Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Crokington and we've gone and visited the Goblin Claw Inn in Southward Glen in the Hart Hills in southwest West at the end of a short steeply pitched path just off the main road that winds through Southward Glen stands the notorious Goblin Claw Inn under the ownership of Goodsmill and his wife Rowena the inn has fallen into an advanced state of disrepair, and on per- first glance it appears to be little more than a squalid eyesore. The inn of the establishment's motley, and largely unruly, patronage sails out of a pair of crooked windows on either side of the inn's heavy oak door. Beneath the windows, on either side of the door, sit several figures, each of them slumped over. You have little doubt that they have fallen victim to the Claws, legendary, legendary harsh batch of brew. The unpleasant odour emanating from a one-shackle stable not far to the right of the inn is almost unbearable. Now there's a link, there's a few links here. Link for the Goblin Claw Inn. A landmark of sorts in the South Todd. Glen region of the Hart Hills. The Globbing Claw Inn has long been a favourite gathering place of locals and wayfarers alike, as well as a legendary den of intrigue, danger and adventure and adventure. In recent years, however, the ownership under the ownership of Goodsmall and his wife Galenia and their son Gilpman, the inn has fallen into a state of disrepair and become quite an eyesore. Despite its whamshackle appearance, the air continues to enjoy loyal patronage and is still a set favourite haunt of adventurers. Right, link for Goods Mill. The tall, thin, balding, middle-aged Goods Mill is the current keeper of the Goblin Claw Inn. There seems to be more to this innkeeper than meets the eye. And then Glorinia. 
The short, well-toned and dour-faced Golinia is the wife of Gridsmill, the keeper of the Goblin Glory Inn. In recent years, she has not often been seen in the inn. And their son, Gilman. The tall, thin, this full, tall, thin, unpleasant young man is the son of Gritsmore and Gloenia. By his own account, and those of his parents, he is an accomplished adventurer. And those are all the... Those are the law book links. Let's go enter this inn. The interior of the Goblin Claw Inn is as much in disrepair as the notorious establishment's ramshackle exterior. Despite the squalid state of the inn's common room, it is crowded with patrons clamouring for food, drink, and the attention of the half-dozen servants that are scurrying about. A blazing fire at one end of the long room casts its flickering orange light over everything within, its warm, soothing glow almost makes you oblivious to the walkish din and unpleasant odours that continually assail your senses. Two cross swords hang, hang on the wall above the fireplace mantel. Behind the doors, behind the swords, wood planks that make up the wall are slightly discoloured in an area that is distinctly in the shape of a large shield. Hmm. What's going on there? And there's an observation link on mantle. The top of the mantle is cluttered with a disparate assortment of items, including several empty tankards. Alright, let's take a seat in the common room. Suddenly, a group of four men seated around a table to your right burst into laughter. You're... You turn to find the men are looking straight at you. Each of the men wears a sword and is clad in leather armour. You immediately suspect the four men are likely mercenaries, perhaps on their way to enter into the service of Thane Porrand in Trithic. How about fetching us more ale? shouts one of the men, pounding the table with a, with a fist, while pointing at you with his hand. Go on now! And have them frothing! Yacht, you're momentarily taken aback by the man's bravado and simply return his gaze with an icy, challenging glare. Oh, my sincere pardon, friend, he says mockingly. You're not a wench. You just happen to look a bit like one. Now, fetch us those ales. The three men... Three other men at the table burst into laughter and hurl a few unsavoury words at you. A patron strolls by, passing between you and the four men at the table. As he does, he turns and looks directly at you and shakes his head slowly, as if silently warning you about getting involved with the uncouth group. So, do I teach them some manners, or do I pay them no heed? Uh, I'll pay them no heed. The four men jeer to you at your back as you turn to leave, accusing you of being a coward. The corner of the 
At the corner of your eye, you spot a grey-haired man approaching the table. He waves his hand at the four men and they immediately disperse and leave the inn. You turn to find yourself staring at a relatively young man with long grey locks spilling over his shoulders. He is clad in a chain shirt and a dark blue cloak. He nods at you and apologises for the conduct of the four men. The young grey-haired man introduces himself as Satrula and again apologises for the actions of the four men. He returns the introduction and he tells you the men are mercenaries in his employ and you will have no further trouble from them. I thank you also for sparing them, Sir Crogerton, he says, eyeing you curiously. You look as... You look as if you can certainly handle yourself. They are unsavory lot to be sure. But I have hired them for a purpose for which they are well suited. You casually imply what the purse might be. But the young man seems unwilling to discuss it. Yeah, I'm not, not going to push it then. Perhaps I'll see you, you here again, he says. I often stop in on my way through these parts. I hope your travels are kind. Farewell. As he leaves, you notice his fingers bear a total of four glittering wings. Ooh, four. Uh, which means he's wearing the maximum number of wings that you can wear normally. For reasons. <laughs> yes, usually you can only put four wings on. Otherwise, there's some sort of chaos happens. You, you, you go one, two, three, four, and you put a. You try to put your fifth ring on. It goes bonk, 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 It's just not getting on. I'm trying to put a another ring on. It's not working. Not working. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless, of course, you have Togrog's Curse. Or it's Epiphany, in which case you can put on more wings. As you watch Zultra make his way across the crowded common room, out of the inn, a strange feeling comes over you. You sense this is not the last time you set eyes upon the young, grey-haired man. Alright, uh, let's go through the common room again. You sit in front of the fireplace, basking in the flickering glow of its warring gaze as your eyes wander the common room cloud. Crowd. Nope, nothing there. Oh, this is, this is unexpectedly a safe place. Even though I just almost got into a fight here. But I guess by adventurer standards, it's safe. So, I, I'll just save here. That's just something you can always do that if you can. Unless, of course, you've done, you want to quit and check out another path. Path in, in those snows with multiple options or you just want to see Ooh, I wonder what happens if you used X instead use this power instead then, then you can quit without saving or it's an adventure you don't want to have 
actually done officially. You know, one of those ones where you got to do bad stuff. So we say, no, actually, that didn't happen. <laughs> Alright, seep out Gutsmoor now. You find Gutsmoor on the far side of the inn's common room, sweating profusely as he toils to scrub a patch of green mould off the floor. And who might you be, he says, forcing a smile. And more importantly, what do you want from me? Despite his less than friendly introduction, you introduce yourself and are soon engaged in a rather spirited and intriguing conversation with the tall, thin innkeeper. The course of a long conversation that wanders across a wide array of subjects, from the hardships of owning and operating a busy inn to the kingdom's political landscape, you learn that Gutzmo can be both talkative and informative. Out of curiosity, you make mention of the discoloured, shield-shaped spot you spotted above the fireplace mantel and watch as the innkeeper's eyes narrow. A prize piece, long missing, he says, sighing as he gazes at the empty spot above the mantel. The shield was my brother's. Those are his swords too, crossed up down the wall. He was an adventurer in his younger days. I took possession of most of his things upon his passing. Though I dare say I should never move the shield into the cellar. You offer Grootsmoor sympathy over the loss of his brother. But he misses your giant kind gesture at the throne. Many years back it was, he said. He was a fool and he died as fools do. I don't, I don't care to even speak of him still. It would be nice to have the shield back up there. You ask him what has become of the shield as it moved into the cellar, as he previously stated. suppose nothing's become of it, he says, rolling his eyes. I moved into the cellar years ago when we built this room. Still there, somewhere. Thing is, there's not one man in the earshop who stepped down into the cellar. At least, not into the old cellar. The one that's shut off behind three doors. Got to put up a fourth one too, mind. Since he's just waiting for you, waiting for you to ask him about the old cellar. You do so. Just a bit of trouble with the old cellar, really. He says, placing both hands on his hips. Think this whole place was built on the back of some old cave, or so it seems. Well, wouldn't be surprising. It seems most. Seems that most taverns usually have cellars, cellars that are way, way bigger than they have any practical need to be, and they often have multiple cellars. Even the old cellars crawling, crawling with all sorts of nasty creatures, bugs half as big as a man in some cases. It's a pit full of vermin. And not ever be venturing into. You learn that shortly after Grutzmoor moves some things into the old, shortly after Grutzmoor moves some things to the old cellar several years back, it was discovered the damp corridors beneath the inn were home to a foul assortment of jail, da- dangerous creatures, most notably large and carnivorous insects, 
Hollowball Beetles and the Sliverers, he says, frowning. And there's links for both of these. Hollowball Beetles. These carnivorous, dog-sized beetles are relatively common. They're insatiable appetites, and their tendency to roam in large packs makes them a constant menace. Hollowball Beetles' natural weapons include a set of powerful pincers, Pincers and a long horn that protrudes from the side side of its head. Uh, and sliverers. This large, many-legged black insect actually propels itself along the ground by slivering on its scaly underbelly. Its powerful mandibles are capable of crushing bone. Oh no! And I also have bones! He says, frowning. Though I'm sure there's more more than that crawling about down there. It's already closed off by a door. But I added two more right behind it. The last door I put up is a great slab of iron. Betting another one of those before too long. Intrigued by Gritzmull's description of the sealed off old cellar, and curious as to what the source of the horrid infestation might be, you're asking you to consider having anyone try to tackle the problem. Or at the very least, retrieve the shield he seems to prize so much. Well, that brings me to our proposition I'm, I was going to make to you, Sir Crokington, he says. As an unintentionally sly smile forms her lips. You look like the adventurous sort, if you don't mind me saying so. If you could fetch the shield out of the old cellar, I'll make it worth your trouble. Before you can respond, Gritzmore reaches into, po- into his pocket and produces a plain gold wing, which he holds out to show you. This is an unidentified plain gold wing. Let's have a look at it. This was the wing that will be given to you by Gritzmore, the innkeeper of the Goblin Claw Inn. He told you the, inn w- the wing was given to you by Zultuala. A mage who stays at the inn from time to time. He will not tell you why Zoltrana gave him the wing. There were no markings of any kind on the thick band of this plain gold wing. It's not been identified, so we don't know what stats it provides. That was given to me a while back by a man who stops in here quite often, he says. Zoltrana is what he goes by. I believe, but I doubt that's truly his name. Many folks don't seem to like tossing their real names about in a place like this. Though I've never seen the harm in it. He told me it was a magical wing. The plain gold band resting in Gutzmull's upturned hand bears no markings of any kind. So, he says, as he withdraws the wing and stuffs it back into his pocket... The proposition I want to make you is a simple one. Fetch me the shield in the old cellar, and you can have the wing. For a moment you are silent as you ponder the innkeeper's proposition. Mind you, your lads, I'll have my Gilbarn see to it. He's quite the adventurer himself, but he's gone and hurt his foot. He chased off an ogre at the end of the glen just the other day, you know. Oh, I'll just I'll retrieve this shield. Because I, I don't know much about Gilman, but I don't 
think he's the sort of person who can handle a lot of big books. Maybe one or two, but not a lot. Grutzmo claps his hands together and grins upon your acceptance of the preposition. He glances around, shouts for Glenoria to mind the comm room, and then leads you to a room at the back of the inn. There, he unbolts and pulls open a heavy wooden hatch in the middle of the floor and climbs down a sturdy ladder. As he disappears into what is presumably the cellar, he waves at you to follow him down and carefully descend the ladder. At the bottom of the ladder, you follow the innkeeper along a short passage that leads to a tall iron door. The surface of the door bears no noticeable signs of corrosion, leaving you to believe it's only recently been set into place. The next words out of Quitzel's mouth confirm their suspicions. Just a couple of weeks back for this one, he says, slapping the surface of the formidable portal. This is the first of the three doors, and there'll soon be a fourth. Not one for taking any for taking chances. Suddenly, softly at first, though becoming progressively louder and more pronounced, you can hear what sounds like scratching or scuffling from somewhere beyond the heavy door. You cast a questioning glance at Gritzmo, who turns turns the look with a slow, wide-eyed nod. You'll be earning every bit of that wing by going in there, he says, nervously retracting his hand from the iron door. Past these doors, three doors, lies the old cellar. Somewhere in there is my brother's shield. Don't dare even unbolt these doors, but then... Never been one for adventurer. Not my son Gilman. Not like you, or so I've come to believe. With that, Goatsmall turns away from the door, slaps you on the back, tells you to follow him up to the inn. You take one more look at the iron slap, but behind which scuffling noises can be heard, before turning and following the innkeeper out of the cellar. You can go back down there any time you like, says Goatsmall as he closes and bolts the hatch that leads down into the cellar. She could be anywhere in the cellar. Though I recall that I left it somewhere along the main passage, at least I believe I did, you tell Quitzmore that you would do your best to retrieve the shield, and maybe even see if you can discover something about the problem that seems to have taken root in the cellar of, the, of his inn. Thanks you, but it's quick to tell you the retrieval of the shield is all that's required. I advise you to search as quickly as you can. Be out of there with life and limb, he says, with an admonishing glance. And you must take care to close those doors behind yourself. I don't need anything worse up here than the, than what comes, what comes in through the front door. You nod, and with that, the tall, thin innkeeper hairs off to attend to just one of the many pressing tasks that require his attention. With thoughts still on the cellar, particularly the scuffling sounds behind the iron door, you follow him out into the common room. With your thoughts still on the cellar, particularly the scuffling sounds behind the iron door, you follow him out into the common room. You hope to soon find the shield in the cellar beneath the inn and return it to Grutzmark. Yep, so you can now you can go down into that cellar at any time. Well, at least until it's done.
and then again. So let's go down into the cellar. You slip into the back room of the inn that provides access to the cellar and draw back the bolt that holds the weighty wooden hatch closed. You lift the weighty hatch and swiftly climb down into the sturdy, down the sturdy ladder beneath it. You reach the bottom of the ladder and set off along the short passage that leads to the iron door. You stand at the edge of the short passage before the heavy iron door, the first of the three doors that separate this part of the cellar, part of the inn cellar from what Gritzmore calls the old cellar. As you stand in the shadowy corridor, the saint sound of scratching and scuffling from behind the doors reaches your ears. The lonely and dark inn cellar, it is a most unsettling noise. Well... Onwards, open the doors. Slowly and cautiously, you draw back the bolts and open the three successive doors that separate this part of the cellar from the old cellar. Before opening the last door, a rotting maple slab, you listen carefully for any sound on the other side that would indicate immediate peril. After nearly a minute of silence, you easily be certain there isn't there's nothing lurking the passage behind beyond the heart pounding you pull open the door creating a broad shadowy corridor so, something suddenly stirs in the darkness just beyond the open door suddenly the shadows in front of the open door seem to come alive as dark menacing shapes loom out of the gloom and scuttle rapidly towards you you find yourself face to face with the hideous collection of the fearsome vermin that infest the old cellar. This is a Hylobore beetle. I'm just gonna stab it. Snaps at you with his powerful doors, but is slain. 2 XP. You step past a pile of insect remains at your feet, and maybe take a lick or two, and stare along the gloomy corridor that leads into the old inn cellar. Nothing stirs in the darkness. Proceed into the gloom of the old cellar. You stand at the threshold of the opening claw inn's old cellar. Behind you is a decaying wooden slab. The first of three successive doors that serve to separate this part of the cellar from that which leads up to the inn. To the east, the main corridor of the old cellar disappears in into the gloom. Alright, I'm on the western side. Now this dungeon has... Oh, here we something's turned up. The eerie sound of scuttling fills the passage as an unwelcome sight looms out the passage ahead. Two oozing beetles. These black shell-shelled beetles, slightly larger than a dog, ooze a thick Foul-smelling yellow slime. Alright, okay, I'm not going to try to eat these ones, though. Begin combat. The oozing beetles thrust their horns at you. And they are slain for 2 XP. You spend a few moments checking over equipment and resting from the flight before once again setting off along the cellar passage. Okay, so now... I've went east too. Now the passage goes to the north and the south. I'll start going to the south. 
Here, eerie sound of scuttling fills the package as an passage as an unwelcome sight looms out of the shadows ahead. This is a slivering menace. Begin combat. Your many-legged foe rears up and attacks, and is slain. Two XPs are stabbing. You spend a few minutes checking over your a few moments checking over your equipment and resting from the fight before once again setting off along the cellar passage. Alright. Three slivering menaces. Stab, stab, stab. The many legged foes wear up and attack. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for six damage. And then stab and finish off the last of them. Five XP. You spend a few moments checking over equipment and resting from the flight before once again setting off along the cellar passage. The overpowering stench of decay okay, assails your senses as you cautiously make your way through the gl gloomy corridors of this old inn cellar. The sounds of things scuttling in the dark just beyond the range of your light serves as a constant reminder of the peril that infests this place. The walls and floor in this part of the cellar are thick with grey mould. Alright, keep going south, then west. The moment you step into this section of the passage, become aware of the fact the walls and ceiling are crawling with slivering menaces. A large group of vile insects swarm into the corridor and surge towards you, seeking to feast upon the flesh of the unwary, light-bearing creature that entered their lair. In a matter of moments, the vicious swarm will be upon you. Well, let's fight them. Hold your ground and face the hideous swarm. You bravely hold your ground against the first wave of slivering menaces. Five of them! Ooh. Great difficulty. Your many legged foes wheel up and attack. Uh, and they're doing they're getting a few hits in. Ooh, 15 damage that time. And they are slain. I get 5 XP. And then I heal. You step back from the oozing remains of your feet and assume a defensive stance. The passage still swarms with severing menaces. Keep facing them. The second wave is four slivering menaces, just a plus four this time. Weapon attack and a slain. Five XP. You step back from the oozing remains of your feet and assume a defensive stance. A large number of slivering menaces still fill the passage. Keep facing them. Another four for the third wave. They got a bite in. 5 XP, only a handful remains. Here we are. Four slivering menaces. And they are slain. The oozing remains. Remains of the swarm of slivering menaces lie strewn about the passage before you. A testament of your bravery and remarkable combat prowess. To taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again prepare to set off along the cellar corridor. Ooh, three slivering menaces this time. And they are slain. Five XP. Alright. 
now to the end of the corridor, going north. The ancient corridor I've been following arrives at a dead end. Against the wall again ahead of you sits a large pile of vegetation and rotting timbers. The stench of decay is strong here. You're about to step forward and investigate the pile, where something large suddenly emerges from the fetid heap. You fall back and draw yourself into combat-ready stance, as a massive, slivering menace washes down from the rotting mound and attacks. It's an ancient slivering menace. Begin combat. The hideous, slivering menace wears up on several of its many legs and strikes at you. And is slain. 37 XP. The massive shivering, slivering menace shudders violently before collapsing into a mangled heap at the base of the rotting mound it inhabited. You take a moment to catch your breath following the brutal melee before turning your attention to the festering heap. Curious as to what you might find, tucked into what was apparently the nest of the slain slivering menace, you thoroughly search, search the pile of vegetation and rotting timbers. Towards the bottom of the pile, naturally, you discover a small quantity of gold. 32 gold tokens. Dismayed, dismayed your efforts have turned up nothing else of any interest. You wipe away... The remnants of the heap still clinging to you. Prepare to once again set off on your way through the cellar. Alright. Something unseen slivers across your path in the darkness. Alright, that's the southwest side. Oop, four slivering menaces. Just take these ones down. They are slain. Five XP. And a quick heal. Right now to the northwest side. Ooh, it's a Hylobore beetle. Let's just slay them. 2 XP. Rotted wooden shells line the walls of this cellar passage. Three Hylobore beetles now. They are slain. 2 XP. The moment you step into this section of the passage, you become aware of the fact that the walls and ceiling are crawling with Hylobor beetles. The large group of vile insects swarm into the corridor and surge towards you, seeking to piece upon the flesh of the unwary, light-bearing creature that has entered their lair. In a matter of moments, the vicious swarm will be upon you. Well then, I'll face it. You probably hold your ground against the first wave of Hylobore beetles. Five Hylobore beetles snap at you with their powerful pincers, but are slain. 4xp. You step back from the oozing remains of your feet and assume a defensive stance. Still swarms. Face some more. Three Hylobore beetles for the second wave. There are still more. Large number. There's five of them, four XP, only a handful remain, another four. Snap at you in their jaws, four XP. And you wipe away the sweat from your bow and step back to examine your handiwork. 
The oozing remains of the swarm of hylobore beetles lie strewn about the passage before you, a testament to both your bravery and remarkable combat prowess. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again prepare to set off along the cellar corridor. Alright, going west. It's another hylobore beetle. Dump, 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 dump. They're slain. 2xp. Do a heal, go south. The cellar door you're following arrives at a dead end. Against the walls ahead of you sits a large pile of vegetation and rotting timbers. The stench of decay is strong here. You're about to step forward and investigate the pile when something large suddenly emerges from the fetid heap. You fall back and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. As a massive hylobore beetle rushes down from the watted mound and attacks. It's a massive hylobore beetle. Let's begin combat. The massive hylobore beetle snaps at you with its deadly pincers. And is slain. 36 XP. The massive hylobore beetle shudders violently before collapsing into a mangled heap. The base of the watted mound is inhabited. You take a moment to catch your breath following the brutal melee before turning your attention to the festering heap. Curious as to what you might find tucked into what was apparently the nest of a slain hylobore beetle, you thoroughly searched a pile of vegetation and rotting timbers. Towards the bottom of the pile, naturally, you discover a small quantity of gold. 34 gold tokens. Dismayed your efforts have turned up nothing else of any interest, you wipe away the remnants of the heap still clinging to you, and prepare to once again set off on your way through the cellar. Oh, it's another Hylobore beetle. And it is slain. Do XP. Alright, that is two of the passages done. Two to go. Alright, now the northeast passage. Mouldy, half rotted cows west against the walls in this section of the cellar. It's an, an eerie sound. The eerie sound through the passage as an unwelcome sight looms out of the shadows ahead. This is an armoured scavenger. I stab at the enemy. The armoured sca scavenger thrusts its sharp horn at you. Right, and is slain. 2xb. You spend a few moments checking over your equipment and resting from the fight before once again setting off along the cellar passage. Alright, now I can go east. The moment you step into this section of the passage... You become aware of the fact the walls and ceiling are crawling with armored scavengers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The large group of vile insects swarm into the corridor and surge towards you, seeking to feast upon the flesh of the unwary light-bearing creature that has entered their lair. The matter of moments, the vicious swarm will be upon you. So I'll just face the hideous swarm. You bravely hold your ground against the first wave of armoured scavengers. Five armoured scavengers. That's a seven plus. They thrust their sharp horns at you, as they do, and they are slain. 5 XP. You step back from the oozing remains of your feet, assume a defensive stance. The passage still swarms with armoured scavengers. Oh, you ground. I face the remaining swarm. 4. You bravely hold your ground against the second wave of armoured scavengers. This is four of them. They they thrust their sharp horns at you. And then they savagely gore you for ten damage. And they are slain. Five XP. You step back from the using remains at your feet and assume a defensive stance. A large number of armoured scavengers still film the passage. Then face them! You boldly hold your ground against this against the third wave of armoured scavengers. Four armoured scavengers begin combat. The armoured scavengers thrust their sharp horns at you. They keep going and they are slain. Five XP. You step back from the oozing remains of your feet and assume a defensive stance. Only a handful of armoured scavengers remain in the passage. Hold your ground, face the remaining swarm. You bravely hold your ground against the fourth wave of armoured scavengers. Here's five of them. Begin compact. 
The enemy savagely gores you for five damage as the armoured scavengers thrust their sharp horns at you for another five damage. And they are slain. Five XP. Taking chance to heal. You wipe away the sweat from your brow and step back to admire your handiwork. The oozing remains of the swarm of the armoured scavengers lie swoon about the passage before you. A testament to both your bravery and remarkable combat prowess. So taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again prepare to set off along the cellar corridor. Here's another armoured scavenger. These long grey-shelled beetles have a, length, have a lengthy curved horn that protrudes from the front of their broad, flattened head. It feels like extremely hard. Alright, I'll just fight this. They thrust its sharp horn at you and is slain. 2 XP. Alright, keep going east. Another armoured scavenger. Which is slain. Another 2 XP. Alright, to go south one to the end of the corridor. The cellar door you've been following arrives at a dead end. Against the, the wall, wall ahead of you sits a large pile of vegetation and a, a walking compass. The sense of decay is strong here. You're about to step forward and investigate the pile when something large suddenly emerges from the fetid heap. You fall back and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, stance as a massive armoured scavenger rushes down from the watching mound and attacks. It's a fearsome armoured scavenger, and I will begin combat with it. Fresh his sharp horn at you, and is slain. 36 XP. The massive armoured scavenger shifts shudders brightly before collapsing into a mangled heap the base of the washing mound around mounded inhabited you take a moment to catch your breath following the brutal melee before turning your attention to the festering heap curious as to what you might find tucked into what was tucked into what was apparently the nest of the slain armoured scavenger you fu- you fu- you thoroughly search the pile of vegetation and washing timbers. Towards the bottom of the pile, you pile naturally, you discover a small pile of gold. Forty-two gold tokens. Hmm. So apparently that's the meaning of life, the universe and everything. Is to kill armoured scavengers. Who would have thought it? Despite that your efforts have turned up nothing else of any interest, you wipe away the remnants of the heap still clinging to you and prepare to once again set off on your way through your cellar. Uh, well, please continue. Alright, now let's make our way back to the main power passage. 
And another armoured scavenger blocks my paths and is slain for 2 XP. Alright, something unseen slivers in the passage. Now the southeast passage. Time and again you catch sight of something large. Move, moving through the shadows as you prepare, as you explore this part of the cellar. Alright, going east. The moment you step into this section of the passage, you become aware of the fact that the walls and ceiling are crawling with oozing beetles. The large group of, in of vile insects swarm into the cellar into the corridor and, s and surge towards you seeking to feast upon the flesh of the unwary light-bearing creature that has entered their lair in a matter of moments the vicious swarm will be upon you i could retreat to the west but i'm not gonna do that hold your ground and face the hideous swarm all right one eye facing you bravely hold your ground against the first wave of oozing beetles. Oh no, not oozing beetles. Begin combat. Yes, and since I'm so small, it's just even grosser. They thrust their horns at you and are slain. 2xp. You step back from the oozing remains at your feet and assume a defensive stance. The passage still swarms with oozing beetles. You hold your ground and face the remaining swarm. And I will. Enough. You bravely hold your ground against the second wave of oozing beetles. Four oozing beetles. I'm going to stab them. They thrust their horns at you. They keep thrusting and I keep stabbing. And they are slain. Another 2xp. You step back from the oozing remains at your feet and assume a defensive stance. A large number of oozing beetles still fill the passage. Face them again. Five oozing beetles. And a partridge in a pear tree. The oozing beetles thrust their horns at you. Okay, and they are slain. You step back from the oozing remains at your feet and assume a defensive stance. Only a handful of oozing beetles remain in the passage. Hold your ground. I think you're awakening swarm. The fourth wave of five oozing beetles. They thrust their horns at you and are slain. 5xp. You wipe the sweat from your brow and step back to admire your handiwork. The oozing remains of the swarm of, of oozing beetles lie strewn about the passage before you. A testament to both your bravery and your remarkable combat powers. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again prepare to set along the cellar corridor. Time and again, you catch sight of something large, 
moving through the shadows as you explore this part of the cellar. Going east, and the passage ends to the north. The cellar corridor you've been following arrives at a dead end. Against the floor or ahead of you sits a large pile of vegetation and, and rotting timbers. The stench of decay is strong here. You're about to step forward and investigate the pile when something large suddenly emerges from the fetid heap. You fall back and draw yourself into a combat stance as a massive oozing beetle emerges down from the rotting mound and attacks. It's a large oozing beetle. I begin combat with it for 3 XP. It's a 3 plus. The oozing beetle thrusts its horn at you, it's nearly down, and is slain. 36 XP. The massive oozing beetle ship shudders violently before collapsing into a mangled heap at the base of the mound it's inhabited. You take a moment to catch your breath following the brutal melee before turning your attention to the festering heap. Curious as to what might be tucked into what was apparently the nest of the slain oozing beetle, you thoroughly search the pile of vegetation and rotting timbers. While digging through the middle of the, of the heap, your hang, hand strikes your your, oh wait, your your front leg strikes something hard. Please continue. You swiftly clear away the festering debris that covers the object that you you struck with your front leg as more and more more of the large item becomes visible you are elated to find find yourself staring down at the bar, the badly tarnished surface of an of an ornate shield you retrieve the shield and examine it closely there's no doubt in your mind, you at last found the shield you came here in search of. It's an ornate shield. Let's have a look at it. View. It provides a melee rating of 1. <laughs> so I could equip it. It's an ornate shield. Appears to be. Appears, appears to be. Appears, appears to be more of a decoration. And a true instrument of battle. You have little doubt that this is the shield that Grutzmok has asked you to retrieve. I could equip it though. With the shield now safely in your possession, you're about to apart, you're about to climb down off. Off this odorous pile of what? When you spot something else further down inside the heap. Digging furiously, 
you clear away the remainder of the pile in an effort to get a clear look at what has what you have glimpsed somewhere near the bottom. Much to your surprise, you soon discover that what you saw moments ago is the rounded top of a polished brass hatch set into the cellar door. Despite the festering heap that covers it, and the unfavourable conditions in the old cellar, the brass hatch bears no tarnish. As you reach out and touch the cellar, Touch the hatch, suddenly grows, glows bright, bright white, and your hand is forcefully repelled. It seems that powerful magic is protecting the weighty brass portal. Hmm. That powerful magic may be what has attracted all these giant bugs. With no desire to linger here any longer, you take one last look around, look about, look along, look through the hatch before once again setting off along your way. With your ornate shield now safely in your possession. Okay. Something unseen slivers along the passage in the darkness. Alright, and that is the end of that. Yep, wait, 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 wait. Time and again, you catch sight of something large moving along. Along through the shadows as you explore this part of the cellar. Something un- lo- something unseen slivers through. Slivers through. Slivers along your passage in the darkness. Making my way back to the main passage. Okay, and then go east. To the very end of it. And this is the end of that. Alright, I've got the shield. It's time to go back. Let's return the shield. Back to the three doors. This is the This is the passage. Time to leave the cellar. Before you open the first door, something long large and heavy drops out of the gloom ahead you slump to your door you slump to the floor beneath the weaving bulk of a massive carnage crawler which has a link carnage crawler these massive many-legged arthropods Crawl, prowl caves and other dark, out-of-the-way places in search of dead and decaying dead upon which to feast. Upon me! These cavernous, the cavernous circular mouths 
mouse are wings with razor sharp teeth. The exoskeletons of these large crawlers are exceedingly strong and are sometimes used in the crafting of various pieces of other armour. Right, the mat giant finishing giant wears up along along your allowing you just enough time to hop three and spring to your feet. You 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 quickly prepare to defend yourself as as the deadly predator surges towards you. It's it it's it's circular fangwidged mouth stretched wide. It's a massive carnage crawler. These massive many-legged insects prowl caves and other dark out-of-the-way places in search of the dead and decaying flesh on which it which it which it feast which it which, on, on which to feast the cavernous circular mouths are winged with met with foul sharp teeth the skeletons of carnage crawlers are exceedingly strong and are sometimes used in, in a setting in the crafting of various pieces of armour. Go back. Alright, it's a massive carnage crawler. Begin combat! Begin combat. I stab it and I stab it some more as it surges at snaps at you with its powerful jaws and is slain 69 xp a nauseating odor rises up from the oozing remains of the carnage crawler you're about to turn to turn away from the beast's corpse and leave the cellar when you spot a thin White object protruding from from a gaping wound in its blunt in its bloated bloated abdomen. A closer examination of the object reveals it to be a bone, a wand carved of bone. You pick up the curious item and decide to take it take it with you. It's a bone wand, and I can take a closer look at it. This thin... This is the thin, cracked bone wand you discovered amidst the oozing remains of the massive carnage crawler you slew in the cellar of the Goblin Claw Inn. And there we go. With no desire to wait for anything else to arrive, you quickly pass through the three doors, closing and bolting each one behind you. With, without looking back, you turn and climb, and climb this climb out of the cellar, and promptly, 
and promptly returns in the crowded bustle the goblin claw in. Begin combat. The moment you reach into the common room with the room carrying the shield, a warshish cheer emerges emerges. Erupts from the crowd of patrons. Grutzmore has made no secret of your effort to retrieve the shield from the cellar and and the success of your mission as one you praise and admiration. Grutzmore crushes rushes up which is up to, up to you and takes hold of the shield. He smiles and then What's your surprise? Why is Wudge lunges forward and hugs you tightly? Oh, oh no! Oh no! Be careful! I'm tiny. Never thought I'd see see that again. I truly didn't. He says, shaking his head as he stares at the shield. Well done, indeed. Indeed, Sir Croakington. Yes, yes, indeed. Gritsmall immediately imme- immediately hangs the shield back uh, upon the mantle, making no effort to remove the grime that encrusts it. When, when you make mention of this to the innkeeper, he frowns and tells you he has no intention of cleaning or clearing it. Quite as the charm of it, he says. Staring back. Staring back and admiring the shield. It's also in keeping with the rest. Rest of the look we have around here. You cast a glance around the dilapidated interior of the cellar. Can't help. Can't help but agree. Gritsmore is also pleased to learn you've cleared the old cellar of the vermin that infested it. Relate to him the details of your victory over the the vicious insects that have that 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 turned the cellar into a wet lair of rot and peril. When the old innkeeper tells you that he still plans to install a fourth door, just in case, decide not to make mention of the brass hatch you discovered. When the time is right, you plan to explore it further. Oh yes, the wing, says Gritsmore, as you make mention of his half of the proposition. Oh, well, there you go. You've earned it for certain. For certain you've earned it. The innkeeper produces the gold wing and hands it to you. I've got an unidentified plain gold wing. Let's have a look at it. 
This is the wing which was given to you by Gutzmo, the innkeeper of the Goblin Gloin. He hot. He holds. He told you that the inn was given to him by Zawultra, the maid who stays at the inn from time to time. He told you that the wing was given. He told you. He will not tell you why Zawultra gave him the wing. There is no doubt. There is no markings of any kind along the thick wing, thick band of the plain gold wing, and I can identify it later. You might ask Zultra about it the next time he stops in, he says, flooding the cellar, now resting in the napful. Nodding at the wing, now resting in the palm of your hand. He's likely to know something something about it. Since he's the one who gave it to me. Come to think of it, I hope he doesn't take offence that I've given it away. Bah! I don't bother with such things. Gritsmore thanks you again. Returning the wing, returning the shield, and fetches you a frothing flagon, flagon of the harsh and bitter ale, bitter house ale, before washing off to deal with a scuffle that's broken out between two drunken, drunken patrons. You're about to move off. And locate an open seat in a common room when you suddenly become aware of something standing to your right directly in front of you. You turn and find yourself face to face with a young man clad in no more, perhaps no more than 20 years of age, who appears to. To bear a striking resemblance to Gutzmill. The young man scuff, sniffs and raises his eye. 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 His eye. And suddenly, suddenly, you realise this must be Gilman, Gutzmill's son. Who the innkeepers mentioned to you more than once. I thought, I thought, thought that thought that I heard you. Thought that I heard. That's enough of. That's enough of your doing around here, he says. He says, shifting gaze to the, sh- no, shifting, his shifty gaze wandering to you as he addresses the cellar. I'm the adventure in this part, and that's not up for dispute. It's handy for you that I had a wandered foot, or I might, Gilmore, 
Come on! The horses that need tending! The shrill, piercing voice of a woman from somewhere towards the back of the inn causes the nose of the adventurer and and this and serves to instantly drain away what little colour there was in the colour there was in the young man's face. He shifts loudly and turns off across the room, serving exiting through, through the ta- exiting the tavern through the front door. Your triumphant return from the inn remains a talk, talk, talk of the inn for weeks to come, and has earned you, earned you, earned you a stalwart reputation and respect of nearly every Goblin Claw patron. Days later. You seat you sit at a seat in a long table at the back of at the front of the fireplace basking basking in the orange glow of its warring blaze as you turn your eyes fixed on it on on a shield in it now 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 hanging proudly from from the mantle uh, uh, and and your fingers your fingers tightly clutching clutching the frothing flagon of the house ale despite its ramshackle appearance and the foul odour that that clap that fill in in it in its own in through that drifts through its open windows and the rugged off uncouth nature of its of its most frequent patrons you can't help but think yourself Think that perhaps the Goblin Clear Goblin Claw Inn isn't that bad a place after all, all things considered. One thousand and twenty four experienced to general and sixty four experienced to all skills and powers. Sixty-four XP stored for skills and powers you don't yet have, and that is the end of that adventure. I can rest and recover, and that is the end of that adventure. Now let's have a look at let's have a closer look at that wing we got. Using the skill of Arcania.
It's the gold wing of Valor. And I get 16 XP to Arcania. Let's have a closer look at it. This is the gold wing of Valor. And it's got a melee rating of 2. And one stamina point. It also raises your might by one and your spirit by one. This wing was given to you. This was the wing that was given to you by Groot Small. Groot Small, the for the the. The innkeeper of the Goblin Claw Inn. He. He. Tells you the wing was given to you. By Zil. Given to you in. Given to you by Zaltwin. At. At a. A mage who a mage who stays at the inn from time to time. He would he would not tell you why Zaltwin gave you the wing. In there were no markings of any sort on a plain gold wing. Alright, let's save and give now. Okay, then that, that, I'm going to be equipping that wing. Alright, that, that wing will take the place of the spike dying wing. Because for some reason, you can only equip four wings. Even if you have ten fingers. Right, unequip the spike dying wing. Equip the gold wing of Valor. And now we have one extra. One extra stamina point. And that is that is the end of that adventure. Save now. And and that and that is the end of this adventure. And the next time we'll be doing more adventures here. And until then Farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.